0: Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. We have a very special guest today. Ryan Hartwig is a Facebook insider with Project Veritas, a graduate of Arizona State University with a bachelor's in Spanish linguistics. He is a former content moderator for a company called Cognizant out of Phoenix, Arizona, who contracts with Facebook to moderate content. Um, after seeing the blatant discrimination and bias censorship that occurs there, Ryan has gone public as a whistleblower about these practices and has become a vocal advocate for freedom of speech. Ryan, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, nice meeting you all, uh, Megan and Scott, and uh, yeah, it's great to be here with you. So, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit, what is uh, Cognizant exactly? Yeah, so Cognizant is uh, it's it's probably the biggest company you've never heard of. <laughs> So they're like a Fortune 200 company. Um, they are based out of New Jersey, but they, I think they have over like 150,000 employees worldwide. Um, a, lot of, a lot of employees in India. They're kind of like a competitor to Cisco. And so like, they do that kind of thing. So a lot of it's um, like you know IT infrastructure for, for healthcare, or banking. So this, this project they took on in 2017, it was a three-year contract uh, with Facebook. And it was kind of out of their wheelhouse. It was kind of some kind of a fringe project. They don't normally do this kind of thing, um, and they actually ended the contract early. I don't know. I we're not sure why, but but yeah, I worked for Cognizant. I got hired as a content moderator in 2018, March of 2018. I got hired as a bilingual content moderator. So it's it's an entry level job. It's not. I wasn't an engineer or anything, but it was an entry level job there. Yeah.
2: Perfect, thank you. Uh, so so kind of what's the culture like there? Um, if you could sum it up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Fancy. as you can see from the video, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 rough. I think, I you know, it's funny is because I started on the Spanish side, so I was like one of one of two like gringos, on the in yeah. the Spanish department. So the culture there was very different. So I transitioned. I was there in Spanish department for about a year and a half, and the last like eight months or so like last summer, I moved to the the North American side. So during the entire time in Spanish, I saw all the posts and, and guidance from the North American side. Um, but, but yeah, the culture was very, very different. Um, so yeah, as you can see from the video, I mean, people were pretty open about their political views, like open about, um, you know, you know, calling out, uh, you know, talking about accepting a Trump uh, accepting um, an $80 million bounty on Trump's head. Yep. 20, yeah. So yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. So
0: do the people at cognizant use a Facebook?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's really fascinating. I, I don't, I haven't mentioned this in too many interviews. So when I first started there, so I didn't have to link my personal Facebook account, but three months after I started, they for essentially forced all of the content moderators to link their personal account at work. Isn't that weird? Oh. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's so most weak. people, some people, some people didn't have, some people didn't have a Facebook account, like for good reason. And some people were like, yeah, I'm not, I don't do it for like safety reasons or whatever. So they literally had to create like a fake, like just an account for, just for the day, just, just to be able to link it and be able to continue work at work at Facebook. And the reason they gave us was, oh, we don't want you to accidentally like delete your friend's posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. Um, I'm like, okay, what are the chances I'm going to delete someone else's posts? So I, it makes me wonder, okay, like, are they looking to see if the content moderators are conservative? And maybe moving forward they can choose which people get promotions. I, I yeah. don't know. But it just gets yeah. kind of curious. Yeah. Sure,
2: sure. Well, it said that you were passed over for a promotion or a different assignment based on yeah. certain criteria, right? Yeah
1: yeah i mean that that's that's the theory I, I i guess in the interview it's it's a possibility i mm-hmm. can't say for certain um mm-hmm. but yeah we, 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 that goes that goes into that whole uh thing about you know being white straight white male and being mm-hmm. attacked for that white white males are terrorists mm-hmm. and don lemon can say that I... <laughs> yeah it's pretty, it's so. pretty
2: frightening man so, another question I had was, um, so you hear a lot about, about content moderators having, like, you know, obviously you probably see some of the most horrible things in the world, you know, and, and there's a lot of, like, PTSD. I've heard, like, the stories that yeah. I heard, was, yeah. know, there's, like, PTSD for that. Um, like, is, it, is it, are you just moderating everything, your your group, or was it uh, specifically, like, politically based stuff, or is it just kind of just a broad, uh, broad more broad uh, moderating, I guess?
1: Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I mean there's different types of work that we did so we we just started at, the contract started in 2017 with a few people and that grew to a lot of people but we did a good job with just so first at first we just had videos like Facebook videos or Instagram videos and then we expanded so they're like okay you guys are doing a good job so they gave us like static posts they gave us um, like IGpr which is Instagram profile review they gave us uh, there's a hate speech queue they gave us brand safety. So we really expanded and um, like did a lot of different things for Facebook. Um, so, so yeah, we, we did a lot of different things. So on a daily basis, I mean, when I was in the Spanish queue, I got more like, like cartel beheadings and just ooh, like crazy stuff. So it's, it's really kind of tough uh, and you, and you, they had counselors on site 24 um, seven. So and had a phone line we could call, and when you first, like, interviewed there, they, they told you, like, straight up, hey, you're going to see, they showed you, literally show you, know with the laptop during the interview, like, they show you, like, you know, intense pornographic imagery and, like, hey, you're going to see this on a daily basis. Are you okay with that? Hmm. So it's not like they don't prepare you for it, um, but it's tough for anybody. Um, so, yeah, one day, one one second, you could be looking at, like, some, like, random political meme, and then you click next, you know, once you ignore that job, and up on your screen could pop up, like, child porn or like a beheading, a gruesome beheading in Mexico from a cartel. Um, I didn't get too much um, child porn, which is nice. There might be some, maybe <laughs> <Nice>. some other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that is something, yeah, nobody wants to see. Yeah, um, but but as far as, yeah, as far as having counselors on the side, we had plenty of counselors. There's another article that came out like in February of last year from theverge.com from Casey Newton. And someone else like, went went forward with a journalist about oh like the working conditions are horrible like there's no counselors and so that was kind of the the attitude of that article i didn't agree with some aspects of it because i'm like look the resources are there if you're already effed up to begin with like you shouldn't <laughs> be there you shouldn't take shouldn't have taken that job so sure
2: sure definitely
1: so um
2: yeah, it sounds like there was, it was kind of a series of events that kind of led up to ultimately what 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 happened. It kind of led to you wanting to you know use a hidden camera. Um, you know, what what was kind of the the breaking point where you said, "I need to do something about this."
1: Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd accumulated just kind of I'd noticed a few things. I, I finally put it down on paper, like mm-hmm. around April or May of 2019, and I think it was one of the things that got to me. I think was um, You know, the word nationalism, like, even in the media, say, it's almost become, like, this curse word, like, oh, nationalist. And and they're trying to, like, to uh, make nationalism seem like racism. And it is not. Nationalism is not the same thing as racism. Yeah, so uh, there was one post in, like, where basically – there was there was a meeting at a library, like in D.C. Uh, like there was like someone protests from a from a group, nationalist group, and it was clearly a nationalist group, not a a racial group. Um, and Facebook said, "Hey, delete this." So it kind of went against their policy. Um, so that was one of just many examples. I saw some like interference in Mexican elections where they're giving favoritism to like the minor child of a candidate, and you and you see how they treated Baron Trump, and it's just. So yeah, numerous examples. So I wrote a letter to Congress in May of that year, 2019, didn't really hear back. Then I started reaching out to a couple of news outlets, finally got, uh, got in touch with Project Veritas. Perfect. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, awesome, man. So what was that like? Like what, 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 what is that process like?
1: Yeah. I I mean, Uh, you send them uh like either a telegram message or you can send them a, an email. I guess I got a, a plug. Uh, you know, Project Veritas. You can send an email to Tips at protonmail dot com. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys can include that in here. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they're a great organization. Um, they're great to work with. Very capable group of individuals. Uh, so there's uh, you know undercover journalists who work for Project Veritas. Um, yeah. So you reach out to them, and then you know they try to vet your story or whatever. So at first I didn't. I sent them an email. I didn't really hear back, and then we finally. you know caught up i caught up with them again so i started filming um like the last couple months of work is when i filmed the most probably on a regular basis but you know they you know there's some things that you just kind of have to learn about how to use the camera um i can't go too much into the methods but it's a it's a (laughs) scary experience i mean you get kind of paranoid there's a really funny uh movie with like matt damon um i forget the name of it where he He's like a whistleblower basically. Let me see if I can find the name of it. Matt Damon. <laughs> in like Germany. Um uh, whistleblower. Sounds and the about the, about the, about the about other movie that you, another movie reference maybe you can throw on the video is uh, Demolition Man from the nineties oh, yeah. with uh oh. you think you know you know <laughs> that movie, right?
2: <laughs> where you get
1: censored yeah, with Wesley Snipes and uh yeah the Sloan? And Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, where you get where you get uh Basically, in the future, like every time you you curse, you get fined automatically. (laughs) So you say a curse word, you automatically get fined. The Informant. Okay, so this is a two thousand nine movie with Matt Damon called The Informant, and uh, he ends up like, yeah, just blowing the whistle at at work. But that one's a little bit different because he ends up kind of being corrupt himself. But Mm. I mean, that that same experience of like filming with a hidden camera. You're so aware of it, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I, I know they can see the camera. Yeah. Everyone yeah, knows I'm filming. But I'm actually, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was the experience with uh Project Veritas. Cool. So is this an
2: ongoing thing? Do you guys are you guys uh still collaborating or
1: um, I mean, um you guys so work? Obviously, I'm I'm still in touch with them because yeah. uh I, I did have did have an agreement with them um as far as you know, I was contributing uh for for the the production of the video yeah and and that way also i mean they're the ones that publish the video so facebook and they have a great like uh, legal team so facebook can't be like oh ryan you produced this video like no project veritas produced the video um that's obviously nice. I, I still violated my nda they could still come after me but i kind of have that umbrella that that protects me
2: that's awesome sure, and, sure. and if nothing else you know now you become on, you know now you're in the light as, as like a, like a, like an advocate of free speech, man. And I can't tell you how important that is right now. And I I just have so much respect for that. And it's gotten you teamed up, you know, the other Zach's who are, you know, have come forward through project Veritas as well. Um, can you tell us about, um, I really want to talk about a little bit about like the, uh, antitrust hearings that have been going on. Um, but, but also this open letter that you guys wrote, um, it's pretty powerful stuff. Like what, what, um, how did that come to be? And, and where, where do you see this going?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's funny cause we actually came up with the idea for the open letter like that Monday. So like last week was a huge week cause that Monday, the when was that the 27th of mm-hmm. July. Yeah. Uh, Matt Gates made the announcement that he's he was launching a, a criminal investigation or uh, he was sending a criminal referral over to the DOJ, um, for, for Mark Zuckerberg for possible perjury. So, so that happened. So that was huge on Monday. And I'd actually previously communicated directly with Matt Gates like a month prior, even before the video came out. Um, so I gave I gave him some material that was not in the public release, and so I believe that some of that was used for the criminal referral. Because um, if you're gonna, you are going you do not want to go about you know to go doing go around doing criminal referrals if you don't have something to back it up. Um, so, anyways, yeah, last that was last Monday, um, the twenty seventh. And then I was talking to Zach. I think I, was, I gave. I think I gave one of the Zachs a call. Zach Voorhees or Zach McElroy. And I'm like, hey, how can we maximize like the coverage this week? I know there's the hearing this Wednesday with the antitrust. And Zach Voorhees was like, hey, well, let's just write a joint letter to Congress. Uh, and so we did. And I remember we were taking notes that all day Wednesday during the hearing, we were taking notes on like Google Docs, and uh, it was like four or five hours. And uh yeah, so we j- wrote a joint letter, we did, made some edits and uh, published it, and it, dude it went huge in Brazil, so oh, some journalists cool. in Brazil took a hold of that, and they took a part of my took hold of my section that talked about how like censorship's a global pandemic, yeah. and mm-hmm. they mentioned i re- referenced Brazil, so dude, so imagine this, okay, imagine the Supreme Court, imagine uh, Justice Roberts being like, "Hey, um." We don't like what Trump is saying and his supporters. We think that's fake news. Um, we're going to issue a court order to censor um, Joshua Fowerstein, which Facebook actually, funny enough, actually uh, deleted his page last week. You know, wow. hey, we're going to basically, essentially, what the Supreme Court did is they issued court orders to to censor the biggest conservative voices, and not only in Brazil did they want them to be banned, they wanted them to be banned globally. So I think they were successful in that yeah so can you imagine like that's what happened in brazil last week that's why i've had like with my interviews i've had over five hundred thousand views in um, brazil this last week wow. that's
2: amazing yeah, yeah. that's I mean, intense state sponsor yeah. like censorship you know that's where yes. it gets really sticky yeah, I, I was reading yeah, the article sure. about it um from the president bolsonaro um you know people closest to him are literally their supreme court is telling them that they cannot have social media access which is just insane And and they've tried to yeah. like Circumvent that, but but even still, um and Facebook's playing ball with them apparently, you know. So yeah. that's just a dangerous precedent to set, you
1: know. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Certainly. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and we can go over a little over the thirty-minute mark if you'd like. If if, like, if you like, I don't want to feel like we're like too rushed. So totally sure. Totally yeah. We're just plugging
3: yeah. along, dude. <laughs>
1: I'll just, just
3: kind of go off script here a little bit. Um, yeah. I think we're all worried about the upcoming election and what's going to yeah. happen there. I think. You know, with with the state of the world and everything happening, you know, I think they're like people are all talking about the meddling and whatnot. But I think that, that Facebook and Google and, and they, they hold a lot of responsibility on uh, being being fair and, and yeah. letting, letting uh, both sides have an equal voice. And I, I think, you know, what you bring to the table here is that, that that's just not happening. What How do you see that playing out? And I mean, uh, with the election coming up.
1: Yeah, no, I was asked that question a couple of times today. Um, like I said, I had an, inter- I had an interview in um, in Guatemala today, and also in uh, Puerto Rico, one in Miami too. Some of these Spanish uh, media channels. Um, but yeah, like it's the, the elections like ninety days away, and I saw what they were, what Facebook is doing uh, with the elections um, in twenty eighteen. They wanted us to monitor the twenty eighteen midterms. Like to put it in perspective, like it could be for twenty seventeen. Like there were hardly any U.S.-based content moderators. So after 2016, Facebook's like, "Hey," like, and they even would tell us as employees, "like, oh yeah, like Facebook brought all these jobs to the U.S. because there was a lot of Russian interference in 2016, and Facebook wants to ensure there's fair and democratic elections, right?" That's <laughs> a joke. Um, so we've already they've already already proven that Russia did not interfere. Like, yeah, right? That's for sure. We we they all beat are that dead day horse. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Like, the only other reason would be, okay, like, they knew they effed up in 2016 because Trump won somehow using social media in a very good way. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're spending, they spent $200 million. Our contract for three years was $200 million. Facebook paid Cognizant $200 million. So, I mean, th- this is how much of a priority it is. And so, in the training decks that gave us, like, for 2018, they're like, okay, look for, you know, election fraud and... And if there's anything that's trending, let us know. Raise it up to Facebook. Um, and they needed urgent visibility into the Democratic debates, you know. Um, so, wh- yeah Yeah, it, that's uh, as far as what's going to happen in the fall. Like, it's it's going to be tough. We know that there's probably things Facebook's doing behind the scenes that even I, at my level, didn't see. Because sure. imagine, like, I was a, I was entry level concert moderator. And I saw a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, so you can imagine that the higher levels, like with the engineers and whatnot, there's probably a lot happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: it all trickles down.
1: I, I mean, I,
3: I think uh, one of the things, and I don't know if you have as much experience in this, but just kind of the the, the feedback loop they give you, you know, that uh, kind of uh, drives people uh, and gives them keeps them in their own confirmation bias, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it seems like it's just been so left-leaning for so long now that, you know, uh, it's just in in a subtle way that's kind of guiding people anyways. But that's just kind yeah. of a side note there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but.
2: yeah. Yeah. We did a whole episode a couple of weeks ago about, uh, like, echo chambers, yeah. right? You know, the fact yeah. that you, you kind of... Like not only do you seek out the type of information you, you want as an individual, I mean, like we kind of all do, but then also Facebook kind of tends to recognize that and they feed it to you. They feed what they think you want. And then also I've noticed like things that they, they think you will make you angry, right? You know, you know yeah. like, like usually like the top yeah. of my feed will be something like that I'll just like start getting pissed off right away. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yep, <Tricky>. yep. <laughs> yeah. So
1: um, do, do you use Facebook at all? Um, it's funny because I actually do have Facebook, and it's funny, it's really ironic because I, I shared a link on my Twitter to my to like a, a Facebook page, like Real Ryan Hartwig, and mm-hmm. it just felt so weird doing it. I'm like that's kind of weird. Like I'm exposing censorship at Facebook by (laughs) using Facebook. (laughs) Like, yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely.
2: That's awesome, man. Like we're, we're using like, this will go up on YouTube and like, we're using YouTube to talk shit on YouTube. You know what I mean? And, uh, Yeah. yeah, Oh, um, so it's
4: quite
0: satisfying.
2: It is quite satisfying. There's definitely a bit of satisfaction, right? <laughs> yeah. But of course they're probably sitting in a, in a smoke filled room somewhere just laughing at us. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, uh, so
1: boosting <laughs> your views. Oh, something that I want to point out guys. Um, is like when my video came out a month ago, mm-hmm. um, basically, uh, so the first, within the first five hours, the view with the video with project Veritas had 146,000 views. All right. After the six-hour point, the viewer the viewer count froze at 146,000 mm. for the next like 10 hours. Yeah, and, wow. and here we are a month after, and I've done 30 interviews in the last month, and like, guess how many views it has now on YouTube? Uh, 246,000. <laughs> so you're telling me that in a month, oh you only garnered another 100,000? Like that's a joke.
2: Yep, yeah, I agree, totally. and we totally. see it on our end too. You know, like like we're saying unpopular opinions, and and and. and uh what knowing what you know about the inner workings of how that works right um yeah the whole yeah. covid thing has become a very polarized left right yeah, type of thing for okay sure. yeah so you know we we try to upload things related to you know just questioning the narrative really you know is what it is like our, our video we uploaded uh yesterday a little bonus episode had a clip of uh Stella Emanuel and the, you know, America's Frontline Doctors, that whole yeah. thing. And, and the the whole video was taken down immediately within five minutes because we showed a clip from that actual speech. Um, yeah. And so what we did is we, uh, you know, took it all. Well, I, I took the video, edited out just that piece, re-uploaded it, and it was fine, right? And we directed people to our podcast version where they can listen to the full unedited one, the uncensored version. But knowing, yeah. what, knowing what you know about the inner workings at, 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 at uh, Facebook, so how do you think that they're you know, censoring the message of, related to COVID, like, do you know, do you know what I mean? yeah. yeah.
1: And I've been asked that a lot in the last week and I've yeah. been trying to think about different policies and I need to talk to Zach McElroy again. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might have some more insights. So th- there's some different policies that are very um, vague. So for example, when they were de- deleting the U- Ukraine whistleblower, I won't say his name here for your for purposes yep. of, of your YouTube channel. Yep. Well, we know who we're talking about. Yep, yep, yep. His first name is, Eric, first name is Eric. Eric, Eric yeah. Um, <laughs> so when Facebook was taking down that, um, like they put it under a generic part of the policy, like, oh, coordinating harm, other, like, mm-hmm. just super generic.
2: Coordinate. There's
1: nothing in that in that rationale of the policy. <laughs> um, so for for something about health, we actually, there's actually funny, there's actually a policy that prevents, if there's like those prank challenges, like, Eating a uh, tide pod or whatever mm-hmm. the tide pod challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, We actually have that written into our policy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so to prevent those, because um, they can you know, cause harm in the real world and and they they go viral. Um, so under the policy, that's called regulated goods. Like we deal with you know firearms, uh, all kinds of things like that. Three um, D printing of firearms doesn't allow you can't share those designs. Mm. But also in that same policy, you have something that regulates um, uh, like. Uh, it's funny. I'm speaking. I'm thinking in Spanish now, like translating in yeah. English. Um, <laughs> you you regulate. Uh, you like you can't sell pharma, uh, pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals yeah. like person to person or illicit drugs. But you can't share. You know, you can't sell your your meds online. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. Um, so within that, we also regulate kind of those spam messages where you go online. It's like the clickbait where it's like, "Hey, lose 20 pounds in in three days." Um, so. Those are examples of things we regulate. So, um, so yeah, as far as the the policy is called regulated goods. Um, so we would regulate, um, you know, if if there's some weight loss pill that someone's trying to market, like a clickbait where it says you lose, you know, lose thirty pounds in two days, we would kind of limit that to a certain extent or outright delete it. Um, so there's nothing that I remember specifically addressing coronavirus. Now, with that being said, Facebook can change their policies anytime they want, essentially, or every two weeks is usually when they would do it. So they may have come out with something new since February, uh, since January, that would you know, prevent people from talking about certain things. So, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating um, to see the influence that Facebook has because we're talking about it's healthcare. And it's a healthcare-related discussion, and these yes. are certified doctors. So what's what's the problem like what's what's going on yeah
2: yeah yeah it doesn't meet the narrative doesn't meet the agenda yeah i mean that's yep that's you know, what, what it's it all about too um yeah, yeah. so let's see uh so going back to the antitrust hearings like you know one of the things that really stood out like like it just seems like you know a lot of it was just you know oh i'll get back to you i'll have my office get back to you <laughs> on that yeah <Just> <laughs> right and then just blatant lying like zuckerberg straight up just lying you're saying like yeah. oh no we're, we're all about free speech and, and not censoring <laughs> politics. It's like just blatant. Um, you know, so yeah. I see it as like a dog and pony show, the whole thing. Yep. Um, like what was your impression it's overall theater.
1: from what you, what you saw on it? Yeah. I mean, um, it, it was more, I saw, I watched pretty much the whole thing and I agree with you. A lot of it was, yeah, let me get back to you. Uh, I'll have my office reach out to you. Um, I'm just... so I, I'm trying to find a, this post is really funny. Uh, about a speech that Mark Zuckerberg gave, but yeah, in the platitudes. It's just, Marcus Zuckerberg said, okay. So, Red Mac, Matt Gates said, asked Zuckerberg. He's like, hey, hey, uh, you know, there's this video that, that uh, came out with Project Veritas. You know, Ryan Hartwig and Zachary McElroy were featured in it. What do you have to say about that? And he's like, well, I'm aware of the video, and uh, we will do more training, and um, we ha- we are an open platform. Yeah, I I don't know if he even blinked. Was he blinking normally that time? I I don't remember. (laughs) Um, People, people have theories about um his blinking, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Easy man. Yeah. So uh, probably the last thing here, I was just really curious about. um, I know a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point, like Trump had a big, you know, he was coming out talking about Section Two Hundred and Thirty and the whole difference between you know how these how these platform or you know how these Social media outlets, whether the debate is whether they're, they're uh, platforms and and deserve the type of you know tax whatever incentives that you know a platform would receive versus being a publisher where they're actually curating the content, you know um, yeah. and it's clear where they fall um, like where, where does their argument fall apart for you like how does it how does it like I see them as a publisher you know what I mean? yeah. It's, it's, yeah
1: I see them as a publisher as well. Um, let me pull up some of the I did some research on this on section two thirty. Uh, so, one way to look at it is um, – and while I pull this up, one way to look at it is basically, okay, so if you have a library, are you responsible for the content of the books in your library? Mm. Like, that's one question. You know, like, I, don't think you, I don't think you are. So, yeah. now, in 1996, obviously, you know, F- Facebook received or is using that protection in 1996. Um, yeah, are, are they a publisher or platform – And there's some research done. There's an article, and I can send this to you. There's someone named Rebecca Tushnet, T-U-S-H-N-E-T. And she wrote an article in 2008 uh, discussing this, uh, talking about uh, power without responsibility, intermediaries, and the First Amendment. So it's really, really good. It talks about basically how Facebook's an intermediary. And one of her solutions was there needs to be a policy-based call for action backed by a theory that the legislature can legitimately determine that free speech will be served by particular restraints on intermediaries like Facebook's ability and incentives to interpose themselves between speakers and audiences. So right now, there's no incentive for them to allow more speech. Um, The law, the way it's written, describes it as good Samaritan blocking and screening of offensive material. So Mm. any... Any action voluntarily taken in good faith to restrict access to or availability of the material that the provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, lasci- lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable can be taken down. So, but in good faith. So that's what uh, I think Matt Gates honed in on is that, that, hey, Facebook's not doing this in good faith anymore. Perfect. Sure. Yeah, and that's
2: a whole yeah. debate, man. And I, I hope something changes as far as that goes. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Uh, you guys have anything?
1: well i would just
3: sum up somewhat that is i i think you know in in one sense we're looking at this that like they're censoring one side and what i i truly believe that people don't look at is if they're censoring there it's all going to come down to everyone at some point there's at some point something you don't want to be censored is going to be censored yep and that's why we just stand up against censorship as a whole and obviously um you know we're we have our views, and and I feel like our views are being censored. But um, everyone's this is coming for everyone. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, um, thank you for that, Ed. I appreciate that because that's something I've I've tried to reiterate, and I even in my interviews in Brazil and in other places, I point that out. Like, hey, like we want an open and free internet. Like this could be just as bad in five years on the other side. So sure. I mean, it's and it you know we see that karma again and again. Like when Obama changed the rule to 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 disallow a supermajority for federal judges, so now now we see that Trump's taking advantage of that. So he's appointing all these federal judges very easily. So like if you change a rule, you're like, aha, this favors me now. Well, it's gonna yep. come back and bite you. Karma's yep. uh, karma's tough like that.
2: Certainly, absolutely. Certainly. I guess the last thing, real quick, have you ever heard of uh, LifeLog, the DARPA project? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i need to research this more actually um yeah because people have asked me about this and yeah let me it's, take some it's, kind of yeah. interesting.
2: <laughs> it's interesting so so here this is just right off the wikipedia page but it says the objective of life log of the life log concept was to be able to trace the threads of an individual's life in terms of events states and relationships and it has the ability to take all at taking all the subjects experiences from phone numbers dialed and email messages viewed to every breath taken, step made, and place <laughs> gone. Okay, so that sounds like a kind of a good little description of what this this technocratic like bubble we find ourselves in. So this was shut yeah. down in February of two thousand four for civil liberty concerns, I mean obviously. And guess, lo and behold, Facebook launched on February fourth, two thousand four. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So- kind shifted it over so anyway i don't know i
1: just want to see if you had any thoughts or opinions on that like without getting um, too on here <laughs> yeah. yeah no um like um as far as that goes as far as the lifelike duffer project i'm gonna do some more research on it um like it definitely makes sense i mean if you if you want to monitor your 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 society i mean i know that in, in the u.s we wouldn't be able to deal like the way we are culturally we couldn't deal with like the way things are in china like we like we're in under this illusion maybe that we have all these freedoms and we do have a lot of freedoms don't get me wrong but but at what expense and um yeah they can they can monitor everything here um yeah so it's it's definitely a possibility i mean yeah it's it's kind of yeah it's it's definitely a possibility for sure, dude. Yeah.
2: Right on, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, man, I'm just going to put a call to action out to our viewers. I know you have a GoFundMe page. I want yeah. everybody to go support, uh, Ryan over there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how else we can find you social media and all that.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the GoFundMe is at GoFundMe.com slash Facebook insider. And then if you go to my blog as well, RyanHartwick.org, it's pretty well organized. You can find all the links there as well. Um, yeah so yeah, thank you for, yeah, thank you guys for all the support. Like I said, this is my full-time yeah. job <laughs> Yeah my Twitter. yeah, my Twitter is a real real Ryan Hartwig. Perfect. yeah, real Ryan Hartwig. and then so pretty much all my handles are the same on gab on on parlor real Ryan Hartwig. And um, what was I gonna say about um, yeah, I mean I, I've been I had a job, so the project ended in February with uh, with Facebook, so I had a full-time job from March until last month. And I, I quit that job just to kinda of, kind of make room for everything that's going on. So I'm pretty much doing interviews full time. Like you said uh, in the beginning, like a free speech advocate. Yep. I might I might be looking to start a nonprofit, but yeah, any little bit helps and yep. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Awesome. And well, we
1: stand with you, man. Yeah, you guys for are sure.
2: Allies here at TrueZilla for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. Thanks, I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Megan, Ed and Scott. Thanks so much.
0: Thank, Thank you, you very much, Ryan. Have a, have a wonderful evening. Right.
1: Bye bye.
2: All right, everyone. We're gonna go ahead and play the Project Veritas clip with Ryan Hartwig. So we will see you on the other side. Facebook favors the left. They do, hundred oh, percent. We work with a lot of liberals. Yeah. I would go in there yeah. with a MAGA shirt or a MAGA hat. I'd get my ass beat.
1: So I saw some discrepancies. I saw some, some evidence of bias. You're saying because he's a white male. Oh, it's it's easier when they're
0: white men. Okay. No one has the white men's back anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we 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 read the game to it could work on the left side. I saw more blatant posts against Trump. But Facebook obviously hates oh,
3: Trump. Trump. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. They they do.
1: I saw an alarming number of posts that really focused on conservatives. Uh, kind of a double standard.
2: So I've spent quite a bit of time looking at pictures of hate organizations, Hitler, Nazis, MAGA, Mm. um, you know, Proud boys, all that stuff, all day long.
4: Our latest Facebook insider, Zachary McElroy, exposed the pervasive anti-conservative bias inside Facebook. Today, another Facebook insider, Ryan Hartwig from Phoenix, Arizona, comes forward, and he says the anti-conservative bias is pervasive. Tell us your name and
1: where you worked. So my name is Ryan Hartwig and I work as, a, or as of a couple of weeks ago, I worked as a uh, subcontractor for Facebook uh, for Cognizant in Phoenix, Arizona. So I was a content moderator uh, for Facebook, essentially. And um, why did you decide to come to Project Veritas? I, I think I thought people deserved to know what was going on. So seeing just such blatant bias from from Facebook just really really bothered me.
4: Other than, other than your personal experiences, you felt there was an institutional bias that you say was aggressive in, in Facebook. Can you talk about that for a minute?
1: Yeah. So um, when I started in March of 2018, I saw more blatant posts against Trump. So I saw an alarming number of posts that really focused on conservatives, uh, kind of a double standard. There's like six people who decide the policy for all of Facebook and they all think the same. They're very like-minded. So, I mean, how do you, if you live in, in San Francisco, that's not, you're not gonna, not gonna find a, a sample population that's diverse in their political viewpoints
3: we bring the game to it. it could work on the left side yes
1: but the, the how? next uh, how? yeah how? The next, uh, freedom of speech is, is the main one so like they're, they're allowing political ads still yes so now they can get more exposure to the left versus the right 100%. yes but facebook obviously hates Trump. yes it, yes 100% they, they do and then um, but yeah we've been getting a, con- we get a lot of content about it oh, got, I had like at least 10 jobs today Bunch of shit. Next threat in civil war if they elected yeah, the president. Yeah. Trump supporters are crazy ass assholes I I that like every like other, f- like other like,
3: It's like
1: listen, I am <laughs> like,
2: like, the much the next
3: yeah.
2: F- person. Yeah. But you're yeah. gonna yeah. catch me rioting over the f- 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 what? It's like impeachment, what? It's like it's that's a it's a problem. Like it's it doesn't
1: just happen. Trump Trump called it a
2: Yeah. And
4: it's like, that should scare you (laughs) (laughs) more. Hartwig was not surprised when content moderators at Facebook that he worked with grouped average Joe Trump supporters with terrorists. Uh, The next clip was captured by uh, a hidden camera. This is of Steve Grimmett, team lead for content review.
1: I mean, I guess maybe that's part of your... Part of your... Your job descriptions looking for red flags, mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> right? so
2: and I, and sometimes led. they're better than others. One of my projects before now was, was hate. Uh, so I've spent quite a bit of time looking at pictures of hate organizations, Hitler, Nazis, Maga, mm-hmm. you know pro boys, all that stuff all day long.
4: Does it surprise you that he combines Hitler, Nazis, and Maga? Uh, he's describing hate organizations, he's moderating for Facebook, he kind of throws MAGA in there. What is your reaction to that?
1: So yeah, he groups together hate organizations, Hitler, Nazis, MAGA. So that's kind of how the moderators are conditioned to think. Like, hey, anything that's right-wing, hey, it could it could possibly be on a hate list. So there's no left-leaning individuals on that list. So the policy is called dangerous organization, Dangerous Individuals and Organizations. So in that same list, there's also terrorists or the moderators that
4: that were doing this moderation you mentioned Broward was a Sanders supporter Mm -hmm. how about the people that were making the choices on whether to take something down or not what were their politics like
1: so I remember one individual named Cassie who sat kind of behind me to one side and uh, we had a few conversations about politics and in one occasion she um, this is uh, during the Iran a couple weeks ago uh, Bounty was placed on Trump's head from Iran, so they offered 80 million dollars to anyone who would kill President Trump. And Cassie was talking about how she would accept that bounty, and that it would be, you know, it would be worth it. She's a content moderator. Yes
0: it's inhumane yeah.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: it's inhumane but if it's going to save the country why
2: not
0: do it I felt like 80 million dollars would do a lot of good. I'm just saying we
3: should just
0: hand him over. take the money
3: as a country that's what
0: I'm saying if we hand him over our country would be safe
1: just saying yeah I mean it's a it's a bargain right
0: I'm just saying take him
3: y'all can keep your 80 million or you
0: can give it to us and we can put it in our debt. like just, just save in the US like come on yeah that's it they just want one person why not take one for the team I <laughs>
4: Hartwig said there was also an alarming anti-white bias that was being applied to Facebook's content-moderating policy. Okay, so we were talking about this LGBTQ slide. Talk to me about what we're looking
1: at here. It's every, every summer there's, a, there's Pride Month. <clears throat> so this first came to my attention in the summer of 2018. So I'd been there for about four months. And uh, so, Sean Browder came around and he was giving us a policy update.
4: Who is Sean Browder? Uh, yeah,
1: so Sean Browder is the policy and training manager uh, for, for, Cognizant. for Cognizant. So he essentially oversees, makes decisions for policy regarding for over a thousand employees, Cognizant employees. So he has some um, autonomy yeah he came he came and gave a policy rollout about hey this is gonna be pride month and he was speaking to a group of mainly hispanics because i was on the spanish uh, team for the first year and a year and a half but this basically says straight out hey we're making the exceptions for our policy to favor the um, lgbt community so basically it's okay to call straight white males filth um, if in the context of for not supporting the lgbt so that's the specific context. So it's it's a carve out, it's a specific exception for the policy and it, it favors it allows attacks on one single group of people straight white males for not supporting LGBT rights. Hate speech things. is
4: allowed if it's quote intended to raise awareness for pride LGBTQ. So hate speech is allowed in some cases but apparently not others. Correct. We've heard this kind of anti-white bias in big tech before. Last year, one of our undercover journalists spoke with Leslie Brown, a former HR contractor for Google, who now works as an HR executive for Facebook in San Francisco. She laughed about the anti-white male bias that exists inside big tech. All stories. But I mean, they were able to fire him without... Having to worry about discrimination. Due diligence, right, right. No, okay. Was I, that, I, yes. Well, no, because no, no, it's a white James man. Amore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: White man. So no problem. He, he can't do it that easily if, if there are other issues. Oh, it's it's easier when they're white men. Okay.
3: Yeah. No the, protected. Class. No one's.
0: Yeah. No one's. No one's. Yeah. No one has the white man's back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying because he's a white male.
4: Uh, there was, there's more That if he chose to sue the
0: company, that, uh, uh, most attorneys would just laugh.
4: When you started, you, you, you felt like something was off. Do you feel you were being targeted for your politics? Yeah. Hartwig said that Facebook's anti-conservative, anti-white bias made him a target. Did you know that that other employees called you racist from day one?
1: No. No. Um, and when I transferred to the North American side, I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't know that people were talking about me behind my back. I never really caught, caught wind of it. And so, like, I understand, like, that's, they probably, people probably knew I was conservative or Republican. That's very possible. Um, you weren't completely
4: alone. There were other conservatives who worked with you who also felt out
1: of place. And tell us about some of those people. So, um, a few of the people I sit with, um, Jose Moreno and Tyrell Lee. They're both very conservative, and they're both uh, military veterans. Mm-hmm. But they noticed that the content that they were moderating targeted conservatives. Right. Um, and, and there was bias and kind of a group think effect happening, mm-hmm. where you had a lot of liberal people or like-minded people who were actioning a certain way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you also had people who were following the rules.
3: That's what About you it. said, Facebook favors the left. They do, 100%. Let me ask you this. Do you guys feel
2: like
1: Ryan got targeted because he's conservative? He got targeted because he's
2: conservative. He did. He conservative. And, and, he did. And,
1: and, Is everybody you work with mostly like you guys or everybody's No, no we work with a lot of yeah. liberals. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the people we moderating. If I go in there yeah. with a MAGA shirt or a MAGA hat, I would get my ass beat.
4: Hartwick says the anti-conservative bias in his case went beyond name calling. He was called in for corrective action by his HR department for what he says was a benign action. So then you post an LA Times article to an internal message board. Tell us about that.
1: This was around early early January. We were having conversations. Um, we were having a conversation about Islam and different religions. And so I shared a link to this article. So this was back in 2015. And um, in January of that year, there was an attack in France and the Charlie Hebdo cartoonists were were murdered, and so yeah, there's a attempted attack in April, and the two individuals for, were from uh, and attended a mosque in Phoenix. So this was, uh, I, I learned about the event. About the event, it was labeled as a, a freedom of speech rally. What did the uh, Facebook HR people tell you? They told me, "Hey, you, you violated the the acceptable use policy. You violated our, poli- our rules." So you use it for personal use, but in this the document they gave me, which they never um, retracted, they said that I was advocating violence.
0: The AUP policy states that you cannot send um, or use cognizant or client <clears throat> internal uh, systems to send discriminatory racial.
1: Was it the LA Times one the Los Angeles Times where, where it showed I had an image of me during a protest in 2015? Yep. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah.
0: So you know, especially those type of articles, whether or not yeah. you mentioned in them or whatever the case is, it can be um, offensive to other people. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's a violation of our AUP. You cannot use our systems to, Gosh, to promote yeah. certain things like that. You still violated the AUP policy
1: because I shared a link
0: by sharing an article that was discriminatory in the future.
4: So you said that uh, you went back the second time. You said they backpedaled on something. What was that?
1: Yeah. So they uh, in the initial uh, corrective action, CA, they said that I was uh, I violated, violated the AUP and that I was advocating violence, and that the uh, the thing that I shared was discriminatory in nature. And I met with them and they said, oh, you know, it's not the fact that it was discriminatory. It wasn't any of that. No, 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 no. It was the fact that you just used, your, used a client device for personal use. So they really just read it, oh, it wasn't anything you shared, it was just the fact that you shared it for personal use. I see.
4: So they, they backpedaled,
1: they changed their tune. Yeah.
0: So again, you have every right to exercise your first amendment. We're not yeah. taking that away from you. We just yeah. ask that you don't do it inside the building on okay. our systems.
1: So I kinda I understand what you're talking about. So I guess and that like, like, I just kind of typed it out just because I wanted to have all the facts in one place. But like so like the fact that it was an LA Times article or the fact that it was involving anti is like an anti-Islam protest or a freedom of speech rally that you're saying that's kind of beside it's, the, it's the, not the even
0: ours. it doesn't even okay. matter if it you said okay. if you can gotcha just okay. I'm trying to think of something else a uh, uh, invite for a children's event that's happening downtown, it would be still reviewed for AUP because you sent something non-work related using
1: Mm, our systems. So that's
0: that's, again, (coughs) the bottom line issue is that you used our systems to do non-work related stuff.
4: You felt you were targeted because you were conservative, but you also felt you were being passed over for jobs and discriminated against for being a white male. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that.
1: I think it's quite possible that... So I applied for the policy team twice. There was no question about my, my fluency in Spanish, and that was part of the, the job requirement. Uh, but as far as being a straight white male or being a white male in the workplace, yeah, I mean, d- the policy we saw about straight white males are filth kind of breeds that culture. Hmm. Hey, we allow tax on, on straight white males. Hey, Ryan's a straight white male. I, I, I feel like I was perhaps um, limited in my advancement.
4: And uh, we have, I think we have some tape of people saying that you were targeted because, because you're a white male.
3: He applied for two jobs that he should have got.
2: But he didn't get them? He was, I, he, Ryan applied for two jobs. He did not get them because he's white and
3: conservative? I, I and conservative or just? just
4: <laughs> Hartwick wasn't the only person targeted by the conservative bias at Facebook.
3: I, I, stopped I can't being believe friends you guys.
4: Are
0: with, like- I stopped being friends with like Ryan and Raymond because we were all on the same team. Yeah. But they bonded over like their support for Trump and they would always like bring it up. And they would get mad because I would go at it with them.
4: So Facebook's like favoring the last one. Yes, it is. Okay. And and people get bad that block. Most people just don't have the. Speaking Spanish, cojones. Yeah, cojones. To cojones. Yeah. To to do this, I mean, I mean, you. I'm assuming you had a confidentiality agreement with, with uh, Facebook's cognizant, and you basically, pretty much strapped a camera to yourself and recorded your training, Mm -hmm. and and in that training it, it does say, confidential elections 2020. Yeah. Are you are you worried or did are you
1: it was very stressful at the time. So the first couple months of recording, I'd, my wife didn't know about it. So uh, when I raised it up, it became a stress point for our marriage. Yeah, so I mean, I'd signed the confidentiality agreement with Cognizant, uh, but at that point, I was seeing them interfering on a global level in elections. And then I saw like, a blatant exception that just targeted conservatives or favored liberals. And you know, we're deleting on average at 300 posts or actioning 300 posts a day. And so if you magnify that by however many content moderators there are on a global scale, that's a lot of stuff that's getting taken down. So that was the tipping point. There was just there was that one last, uh, one final post that just kind of put me over the edge. But then knowing what I, what I knew about how they were giving exceptions for the policy, I knew that it was likely that that was happening elsewhere on a global scale.
4: These brave insiders who felt compelled to come to us with this story worked for a Facebook contractor. At the end of February, Facebook ended the contract with their employer, but the bias that they exposed has not been addressed by Facebook. Stay tuned.
3: Wow, that was great to have Ryan on. He's, he's, uh, you know, a a truth warrior for sure. Like seriously stepped up. Like,
0: I wonder if he understands how impactful he is and like what he's done and like the people that are following him and listening to what he has to say. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's astounding and it's good. He's in the right place at the right time and he's being used for good. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And I think
3: with with the upcoming uh, elections and whatnot, like this is what we need to be talking about. Mm -hmm. We need to be looking at this because I I think we all can agree that there's going to be some meddling of some kind going forward. And, you know, we need need to stand up before it's too late. Reality is it's probably a little late anyways. Well, I think too,
0: uh, like we're all wondering like how to stand up. Yeah, right, totally, I mean that's totally. a big thing, and I think like there's been a couple of people lately that, and, and when we were doing uh, Union of the Unwanted, then it was I was it Mel that was saying she was just like, well, what what do we do? Yeah. How do we yeah. do it? Like what? Yeah, yeah we all want to stand up, but and I, and maybe that's what we need to really delve into, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're certainly the so way to go
3: here. I mean, here? At least we're understanding our enemy a little bit yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's kind of a piece of it. Um, I think uh, you know, you know, standing up is. That that's what we're here doing. That's that's what we're doing. Yep. Is we're just trying to to grow the truth around us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. essentially. Perfect. Perfect totally, to totally.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. Like, and Ryan's a perfect example, somebody who's laying it all on the line. Like, he's putting yep. it all out there, man. Like, yep. he's, he's quit his job, and he's just speaking truth full time. Um, and, and, you know, for whatever that looks like, you know, that's why, you know, I think it's so important that you guys go out and you can kick him, like, a buck, five bucks, you know. Like, like that's so important, sure. man, because he's put sure. it all on the line. Walked away from it all. Walked. He, I'm so jealous, actually. He just disconnected from the Matrix, and now yeah, he's speaking certainly. out against it, man. Like, that's so inspiring. <laughs> and, like, you know, we're still beholden to this Matrix, Right. But, you know, ultimately that would be the gold with this little thing. Like, we haven't done anything to monetize this thing yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I actually – well, if you guys are interested, I made a little Teespring T-shirt page, but I haven't, like, linked it to anything yet. You know, that's as far as I got. And a couple of designs. But, like, you know, maybe maybe this week here we'll make, like, a GoFundMe page for us or Patreon. I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, that's the, but that's not the motive. You know, that's not what sure, we're sure. necessarily here to do, right? It would be nice to be able to just be dropping truth bombs full time. But, but, you know, I think, you know, besides that um, – I just uh, I have a lot of respect for anybody that's just willing to completely walk away from whatever uh, they had going on before to speak the truth, man. And
3: it's so, so inspiring. Well, the reality is, is it always comes back to these same simple principles to me. We are the many. They are the few. If we don't do what they tell us, they have no control. But we can't do it alone. And he's a perfect example of someone who did it, but, like, he needs us to stand with him. We have to stand with him on this one. Yep. yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everybody, we just want to um, say thank you for joining us. Thank you again so much to Ryan Hartwig for uh, sitting with us tonight and sharing his information, uh, a true warrior for uh, freedom of speech. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed, and we wish you all
3: intellectual prosperity. Good night. Good night. Bam.